and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll try to be nice to movies but may end up did have to slicing and dicing them. God, it's a terrible intro. Each and every month there's a thing and as it's June I'm doing Summer Camp Massacre. This is part of the Summer of Same Sex. So tonight I'm looking at Sleepaway Camp 2 Unhappy Campers. Five years after the Super Heat heat hit even Sleepaway Camp came out with that ending was this one and part three filmed back to back with the new actress in the lead as Felicia Rose was in college this take on the <coughs> straight slasher goes down a more comedic route with its tongue firmly in its cheek this had a very short cinematic release trying to get away from the straight to tape stigma however it was put out two months later to videotape in October 1988. Oh, what was a point of... Oh, never mind. And all I knew about this movie was... It was seven years later. It had a new lead and took swipes at other horror icons. So, let's stick in the blurry and see if it's just the hills that are rolling. And if I'll be a happy camper. With its $465,000 budget, this thing pulled in unknown. Starring Pamela Springsteen, Rennie Estevez, Valerie Hartman and Walter Gottel. Directed by Michael Simpson. The plot It's several years after events of Sleepaway Camp. Angela, now transitioned into a woman, is back as a teen camp counsellor. After being put through years of therapy... And she is now quote-unquote sane. However, once the cabbers start acting up, she takes things into her own hands and soon she's sending them home in a box. Who will survive the summer? I find out here. So, after the studio locals, we're straight into a campfire tale told by TC, played by Brian Patrick Clark, the head camp counsellor. Then, the campers start telling their own urban legends, one of which is telling the story of Camp Arwak. As out of the shadows comes Angela, now played by Pamela Springsteen, younger sister to Bruce, which supposedly was unknown on the set at the time. Bullshit. To break up the story and pull away the lone female camper. One of the male campers, Sean, played by Tony Higgins, finishes the story saying that once arrested, Angela slash Peter was placed in an insane asylum where he was turned into a girl and after years of psychotherapy is now out. So while walking back, back to camp, the female camper, Phoebe, played by Heather Binion, the one that told the Camp Awak story, uh, snaps at Angela as Angela tells her she's only been there for two weeks and she's already getting trouble staying off with the boys, so sends her home. A sass talk later as Angela sends her home in a body bag. As she brains her with a log. I mean, I love the fact this actress is so fucking bad, the blood pours from one side of the face, yet she grabs the other side of the bloody face because it's fucking great acting skills here. Not five minutes in, and we have a death as up pops the titles along with the terrible theme song, Straight Between the Eyes by Anvil. Next day, do we see the camp... Camp Rolling Hills. Uh, note, this camp was Camp Waco in Georgia. It is now private land, with most if not all of the buildings are torn down. There's only the, I think it's a cabin and swimming pool are left over. The rest of it is all flattened. 
Anyway, Angela walks into the girls' cabins to wake them up by blowing loudly on a whistle. Of course, one of these girls, Ali, played by Valerie Hartman, is sleeping nude, and not seven minutes in to make a titty shot. The other girls notice that Phoebe is gone, so questions Angela as to why. Angela tells him, quote, she had to send her home due to her doing stuff with the boys, unquote. Then she tells Al to wear something while sleeping. After all, nice girls don't show it all off. Seconds later, another girl flashes her boobs, so that's two titty shots in less than a minute. Gee, I wonder if this was written for teen boys. Hmm. Outside, two tween boys take a photograph of Ali naked, calling themselves the, quote, tit patrol. Jesus. Cut to Angela, talking to the camp owner, Uncle John, played by Walter Gottel. What the fuck are you doing here, mate? Don't you have James Bond checks to cash? He will forever be General Gogol to me. Anyway, she tells her that she had, him rather, she had to send Phoebe home. After all, she was flirting with every boy in a little camp and she gave the camp a bad rep. With Uncle John adding he used to run the best camp in New York State. But now it's a shambles saying he takes in all sorts, not just the quote good kids, i.e. the stinking rich. Ali walks into the food hall and instantly shit talks all the foot all on the food rather. Also has every teen boy hanging on her everybody word as she bullies Jody, played by Emily Amy Fields and Brooke, played by Carol Chambers. And I love the fact these are just ugh. these two are supposed to be twins. Yet they're like nothing alike. Anyway, it turns out these two sisters are stoners, and I, gee, I wonder if Angela will light up their lives. Molly, played by Rene Estevez, younger sister to Charlie Sheen and Amelia Estevez, is asked if she smokes. She says no because she's quote unquote the good girl. And note, most of the characters are named after the 80s Brat Pack. I mean, ugh, that's a terrible way, but here we have it. Cue the earworm of a terrible song, I'm Happy Camper, sung by Angela and Kill Me Now. No, wait, it has a dance to go with it. This thing is fucking hilarious. Outside, after breakfast, TC hits on Angela, asking her first to go swimming, then go sunbathing, and finally for dinner. She shoots him down, saying she'll call him. He asks, how? Because there's no cell phones, or indeed phones in the camp. He sniffs his pits and walks off. Mate, it might be the fact that mullet of yours is so fucking 80s it's painful. Or indeed that one pearl earring you're wearing. Dear God, how 80s is that? Anyway, at swimming pool, Molly and Sean connect with her asking how many years he's been going to camp. He says several. That his father is a young guy and it's a space. Mate, you look about 25. How old is your bloody dad? Fucking 30. On other side of the pool, Ali sees this and don't stand for that shit. She's an attention whore, so she dives into the pool only wearing a white t-shirt and goes into the water right in front of Sean and Molly, who don't matter look as her tits are on show. So that's 16 minutes in and another titty shot. It doesn't work, however, as Sean and Molly walk off hand in hand. Cut to the woods and Angela is out for blood as she finds Brooke and Jodie drunk and or stoned in the middle of the woods. Mocking her terrible I'm Happy Camper song. Fucking song's terrible. Next morning, Sean and his BFF, Rob, played by Terry Hobbs, 
Uh, put up the old stars and stripes up the flagpole. Why do Americans do that? Mm. As back in the woods, Angela hunts down the twin sisters, finding them with a boy. One is passed out drunk, another one has the boy over her, so Angela chases the boy off. Cut to one of the sisters tied to a barbecue pit with joints all around her. The smoking kind that is not eating kind, as Angela pours vodka over her. She sits up to see her sister's burned skeleton. I guess she was a burnout then. So Angela pours gas over her and sits at a light. So I'm guessing she was the token stoner then. Cut to a bratty girl screaming she wants to go home right in front of Angela. As Angela does let her go home. There's a lucky escape there, kid. God knows it should run to you, but there's a lucky escape there. So then Angela is seen schmoozing with Uncle John, telling him she just had to send the twins home as she caught them smoking weed. As that night, after lights out, the girls tease Molly on her relationship with Sean. Someone is outside stalking the girls' cabin. Not to worry, it's all the boys who party while all the counsellors are away at some sort of meeting. Wait, no, it's a panty raid, which Angela quickly breaks up. She's a party pooper, apparently. The girls then plan revenge, a jock raid, after Angela leaves. Cut to the girls raiding the boys' lodge, stealing jock straps, boxer shorts and other underwear. Angela, of course, breaks up because she's a fucking party pooper. So, a blonde flashes her tits, that's 25 hours in, and yet another tit shot. So Angela, quote-unquote, sends her home. Who is this blonde? I have bloody clue. She's never A named, and there's barely any photographs of the cast on IMDb, so fuck knows who her name is. Anyway, Angela drills into her. She doesn't have to act up to have people to like her. And she kills with a power drill. How very slumber party massacre is that? Wait, we finally see her name. Her name is Mare, played by Susan Snyder. Now hold on a second here. You're telling me this chick didn't see this huge fuck-off drill in the backseat of this car? Ooh, right it in. Next morning, Ali plans revenge on Angela without the help from the other campers, as that night it's a camp campout. TC reads out a list of all the missing items, including 10 feet of rope, a drill, 15 pairs of bras and panties, 5 jock straps and a car battery. Hmm, will that come up later? Cut to Angela, all alone sitting outside an abandoned cabin, playing with some rope, as you do. Up walks Molly to ask her... Uh, hold on here, shouldn't this place be stinging of burnt flesh and or rotten flesh? I mean, not 24 hours earlier did you roast two girls alive, but moving on. Anywho, Molly asks Angela how she can compete with Ali over Sean, so Angela tells her not to worry. Ali is a quote, bit more experienced, therefore she's a complete slut and must have riddled with STDs. And with that, they walk off hand in hand, because that's hilarious, right? Back to the camp. The camp councils are playing a prank on the campers by blindfolding them, making them place their hands in boxes saying it's gross, disgusting stuff. At Angela's table, she says it's a teenage brain. Because of course it's a teenage brain, because that is hilariously funny, right? I mean, mm. meanwhile, at a craft table, there's three boys making stuff, including a hockey mask, knife, uh, oof, oh, sorry, I'll say it again, a glove with 
fingers for knives and a skin face mask? Gee, who could they be? Hmm. Wait, hold on me here. They're building this shit right under the noses of the camp counsellors, and I don't be an eye. I mean, this glove is using real metal knives, really. And he's making a hockey mask somehow. I mean, ugh. And having a face thing. I have no idea what's going on here. Anywho, cut to Angela catching the tit patrol, looking over the pictures they've taken of all the girls' tits, including hers. These two little perverts are Charlie, played by Justin Noel, and Emilio, played by Jason Elrich. I think, again, there's no photos on INDB, and their names are barely said. Angela shows a pictures to TC, but all we can see is nice tits and laughs it off, so Angela plans their deaths. Then TC warns her of the prank to be played on her later on that night. So that night in the woods, all the girls are around the campfire, well, what's left of them anyway, as the boys play the prank on Angela. Deep in the woods, Angela gives the teen dressed as Freddy a wake-up call by slicing his neck with a glove. I'm guessing he was a real nightmare at camp then. And again, this teenage name, so who get the fuck his name is? Next is a teen dressed as Jason. Angela, who has cut off teen Freddy's face, is dressed as Leatherface, so takes on fake Jason. It's Chainsaw versus Machete. Angela slices up fake Jason with ease, and I guess Angela don't stand for foul play, as his hockey punk didn't like the face off. Back to the campfire. So, no one heard the fucking chainsaw revving up then, or the screams of the fake Freddy and or Jason? Hmm. Angela, still dresses like a face, walks up to the girls, but the girls don't bat a bloody well eye. As you do. Angela asks where Ali is, and the girls tell her she has cramps. So off Angela goes to flush this bully once and for all. And she forces her down the crapper because she's a shitty friend and a leech on the camp. Ali is shown with shit and leeches all over her face as she drowns in toxic water. And note, no one sat next to Valerie Hartman during lunch while she was in this makeup. Wait, I forgot, yeah, another tiny shot. 40 minutes in as Ali is having sex with Rob in the girls' shower room next morning. Sean and Molly are playing catch ball, what the hell it is. TC takes Sean off to find fake Freddy and Jason. This leaves Ali to tell Molly she's nothing but a sad little virgin. And Sean wants nothing to do with her. So Angela finds an upset Molly, so hunts down Ali to wash away this bitch once and for all. Hey, I'm not wasting the earlier puns, just because this movie isn't fucking good enough to plan the killings in the right fucking place, I'm for crying out loud. Anyway, in the woods, Ali is riding some random teen boy, another titty shot, that's 44 minutes in. So that's about a dozen tit shots, yet not one male arse shot. Why? Don't gay teens deserve... Uh, deserve some jack-off material, or just the straights then? Hmm. So anyway, once Ali is done fucking some random teen, she finds a note written to her telling her to meet at the abandoned cabin, as it's supposed to be from Sean. Finally, she gets flushed. Now, what I want to know here is why does this abandoned outhouse still have shit, piss, and God knows what's in it? I mean, hasn't been abandoned for years. Why the hell is there still... Oh, and moving the fuck right on. As later that night, Rob asks around the wreck hall where Ali is. No one knows or indeed cares. 
as while playing cards, Sean tells Rob he was almost at Camp Arwak the summer of the killings, but his dad couldn't afford it. I mean, just how old are you, mate? Fucking 25? If it's seven years, several years after the events and you're supposed to be 16, how fucking old are you? Cut to Chawa and Emilio setting up a prank on Angela, i.e. a bucket of ice cold water over the door. Classic. As in the cabins, Demi, played by Kendall Bean, tells Angela she called Mare, but her mum says she was still at camp. She then continues, she called all the missing girls and everyone's mother said they're still at camp, so where the hell are they? So busted, Angela locks the door and looks for a weapon to kill Demi. Finally, choking her with a guitar string. Guess she'll be too strung out to tell on Angela then. Speaking of which, she leaves the cabins only for Charlie and Emilio to pour the bucket over her head. So she goes back inside to get rid of Demi's body, but she's caught by a camper who is just knifed by Angela, just unceremoniously knifing her to death. I mean, hmm, later at night. I mean, what the hell is the point in that scene, by the way? She spends about five minutes wandering in the cabin trying to find something to kill Demi. She just pokes a knife out and stabs this female camper in the guts in the shower, and that's it. Oh my god. Anyway, as we're saying, later at night, Sean kisses Molly goodnight as it's lights out. Inside the cabin, Angela, who is now dressed as Mrs. White from fucking Kerry, tells Molly she had to send Demi home and indeed all of the other girls as they were naughty. As that night, Angela has a nightmare. I mean, flashback padding of all the fucking kills in a movie. Five painful long minutes later, she wakes up. Next day, Angela is fired by Uncle John. Really, mate? She's killed about half a dozen kids and now you fire her? What the fuck? Tearful, Angela packs her shit and then leaves. I love the fact the bucket is still hanging over the bloody well door fucking next day. I mean, So upset, Molly visits Sean to tell him about Angela and how she's been fired. She then talks him into finding Angela at the abandoned cabin. So off they go, finding Angela sitting in the barbecue pit, feeling sorry for herself. Saying, not four days ago, she was counsellor of the week, and now she's fired. Hurry me here, love. You've killed about 10 to 12 kids in less than four fucking days. Jesus, jinkies. Anyway, Sean enters the cabin and finds all Angela's kills. How very happy birthday to me. He enters and throws up from the smell. Hello, mate, you couldn't smell that from outside in a Georgia heat in the middle of the summer? Really? Angela knocks him out with the branch and then attacks Molly. That's not a log, actually, so, hmm. Rob then sends TC after him, as inside, Angela has tied up lovebirds and is cooking him a meal. What the fuck? She's finally off the rails. Up runs TC, who catches battery acid to the face. How very slaughter high is that? And with that, Angela force feeds the lovebirds cold peas. And here, Sean puts all together, Angela Johnson is Angela Baker, the killer from Camp Awak. And here she does a whole Bond villain monologue that she had two years of electroshock therapy, took every pill under the sun, and finally was turned into a girl four years ago. So it's 1988, not 1990, and she's 18, not 20. Are you kidding? Angela then asks Sean, how the hell did he know about her? He tells her his dad was Paul the Cop from part one. So Angela just unceremoniously chops his head off with a machete, leaving Molly splattered in blood. 
as later that day, the camera pans across Angela's kills. However, these actors can't play dead for shit, as most of them move, breathe, or did have heavy palsies. Angela then leaves Molly all alone with Sean's dead head on TV. And while outside, Angela kills some random teen boy. Molly has untied herself. She brains Angela with the same log she brains Sean with, and then runs back to camp. Angela gives chase and somehow teleports ahead of Molly. The two have a cat fight in the leaves. Where Molly somehow gets her hands on Angela's knife and slices open Angela's hand and then stabs her in the knee. Angela, on one good leg, catches her up in a matter of seconds. More catfighting later as Molly gets away. However, she somehow falls over a boulder, killing herself on rocks below. Kaden. Up to that night, a female camp counsellor hunts for Molly, finding Angela's dirty work, i.e. Charlie and Emilio's dead bodies. She somehow tied them to the, the windows and, I don't know, burned them alive, what the hell she's done to them. She then wants to tell Uncle John, but he's dead with his hand cut off and neck slapped. Angela then guts her from behind once she sees some random male counsellor hung from the neck. So Angela has killed the entire camp then in a matter of hours. In the woods, Molly comes too, so runs to camp. Cut to Angela in a pickup truck with some random hillbilly woman. Angela then guts her and steals the truck and heads back into town. And would you know it, Angela picks up a hitchhiking Molly. I mean, what the fuck are the chances? Freeze frame on her scream as credits finally roll. So, that was Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. What can I say? I've never been more bored in... 76 minutes in my entire fucking life. Sure, there's plenty of kills and boobs if you like them, but nothing is original and the jokes don't land. Plus, this is paddy to all hell. This has even break the 76 minute mark before credits start rolling, making it 80 minutes with 5 minutes of nightmare flashback fucking padding. Angela is a hateful, insane bitch with no sympathy from the original. All teens are either dumb as fuck, a stoner, alcoholic, hate-filled, vicious bastards, or indeed horny-ass dumb teens. I'm sorry, but this thing is weak sauce. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 2 out of 10. So, come back next week as I look at part 3, Teenage Wasteland. Then part 4, to wrap up the entire franchise. Well, no entire franchise, I know there's, what is there, part 5, and there's a spin-off thing, which is just awful, I'm going to stick to the, the, the 4. Mm. Anyway, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's A Pod. Check out my other horror franchise podcast of House, Aliens, Predator and more. Also my solo podcast of Scream, Child's Play, Nightmare on Street 2 and many, many more. A bye. And remember, I watch these movies so you don't have to. <laughs>